Hi, this is Christy Danielle, aka The Talk Lady, and you asked and I listened. Welcome to Season 2 of the Before After Podcast. We will be discussing topics such as emotional incest, women who emotionally date their sons, crisis versus discomfort, and destroying competition between women, amongst many other topics. Follow me on TikTok at The Talk Lady. Don't forget to subscribe to the Before After Podcast on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Around the world, they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I praise the Lord and keep the faith. Sipping my macchiato, gotta get my cream up. I do this for Christ, boy. This ain't for the culture. Believe the scripture. La, 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 wait till I give my money right. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can email me at podcasting at mmsmedia.org. Happy New Year, everybody. I know it's been a while, but welcome to 2022. God has blessed us and allowed us to see another year. And what better way to start out the new year than to talk about money now you know when it comes to the new year there at least in my case from what i've been hearing there's always two things that people want to get right number one is always their body because gyms they make a ton of money this first month of the the new year it's always their body and the second thing is their wallet their finances their money so today we're going to talk about money we want to get our money right before i introduce today's guest because I do have a guest with me today. Uh, I want to read to you Psalms 37 verses 16 through 17. It says, better the little that the righteous have than the wealth of the wicked. Just because you may not be quote unquote wealthy or, or have a lot of money or whatever the case is, God stills requires to God stills still requires us to manage our money. He still uh, will bless the little quote unquote that we have because sometimes we think we have a little uh, if we pocket watching because sometimes we look at what other people have and then we figure well I don't have that much but we don't know what nobody has but the thing is that we are held accountable to God and so we definitely want to be good stewards over our finances and so when the scripture talks about better the little than the righteous have than the wealth of the many wicked it doesn't matter how little or how much He's saying better the little that you have. Doesn't mean that, you know, you always want to have little or whatever have you. It just means that where you are now currently in your financial state. He's saying better, better the little that the righteous have because he can bless the little that we have to increase into more. But I believe that comes also with management and uh, not frivolous uh, spending. So with no further ado, I'm going to introduce my guest with me today. I have brother Patrick A. Howard. Now he is the author of the book, Money Loves Attention. He is a servant leader. He's an entrepreneur, tax and accounting expert. Patrick is also known for his commitment to the highest levels of ethical, professional and personal excellence. Patrick is also the founder of Esteemed Accounting Services, LLC, an accounting firm that provides tax and accounting consulting services to small businesses and individuals. In partnership with his wife, Rainey Howard, Patrick is also the co-founder 
of Howard Global Enterprises, an e-commerce publishing house, consulting, and virtual executive firm that provides resources to private businesses related to e-commerce admin solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to invite, well, I want to introduce you to Patrick Howard. What's going on, my brother? Hey, what's happening? Everything, everything is, is good. Everything is good, man. We made it to a new year. The Lord is blessed to see a new year. So I'm, I'm excited about it. Definitely excited about talking to you, you know, getting our money together. Also, I want to mention to the to the listeners is that Patrick also, he has a uh, MBA. And not MBA. He didn't play in the NBA. I said the M- <laughs> MBA for those of you all listening, you know, which is a Masters of Business Administration. So, Patrick, I, I wanted to bring you on. I wanted to discuss your book and I wanted you to just give us some insight on you know how we can uh, get ourselves financially prepared for the new year what inspired you to write this book so uh first of all thanks for inviting me on the show absolutely and uh you know it's the perfect time to talk about finances with yes. it being the beginning of the year yes you know just like you said everybody's trying to get on get their body right and they want to get their money right yep so <laughs> you know and tax time is right around the corner mm-hmm. so no better time to talk about finances than right now exactly uh so um, to answer your question, what inspired me to write the book? You know, I was pondering over, uh, well, I was having a discussion with my wife mm-hmm. and, and her and I, we write books about, uh, relationships and we were discussing, uh, ideas. I said, you know, I really desire to, to inspire people and write a book about finances, but I didn't want it to be too boring yeah. and too, you know, have all the, the intricate details associated with taxes and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I considered the uh, relationship aspect of what we write about, mm-hmm. and I and I started to think about how our relationship with people and our relationship with finances both have a correlation between each other. Mm-hmm. And I took that basis to come up with the uh, concept of the book mm-hmm. to point out things that I felt were uh, items where people could identify money blocks. Mm-hmm. could identify how they um, perceived money and offer them solutions to better assist them to be able to overcome those blocks and to be able to sit in a in a better space both mentally and financially mm-hmm. uh, after all of the tips and, and you know solutions that I offered in the book so it was it, it was on the basis of, of helping others mm-hmm. but also just trying to communicate how our relationship with money impacts how we feel about it and how we spend it you know yes and I and I like that I like that concept in one in a particular chapter you have in your book I believe it's called uh, how to date your money yeah date your money date your money so I mm-hmm. definitely love the correlation that you use. So it, for people who may not understand, what does it mean to date your money? So on a most basic scale, uh, what it means to date your money is taking out time to check in on your finances, taking out time to check in on, you know, what, what's been going on with your with your money from a financial standpoint. Um, it's it's more of a, a creative way to talk about uh, man, doing a budget. Yeah. Um, yeah. Looking at you know your income coming in, what's going out, and basically uh, taking an inventory. You know, when I think about dating, I think about when we first meet someone, we are really trying to get to know them, mm-hmm. and the more we spend time with them, the more we know them, 
the more we know them better, mm-hmm. the, the more we know better how to interact with them. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way with our finances. Have you ever heard somebody say, you know, I got paid last week. I don't know where the money is. Yeah, all the time. No, you got yes, a that was me. <laughs> I don't know where this check went. Right. If you had a moment to, to have that date where you sit down and say, what's been going on? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's it. You know, I've been paying these bills. That's what's been going on. Mm-hmm. You know, so that whole concept of just checking in to make sure you, you clearly know what's going on with your money. and You're not blindsided by your balance, your bank balance. And I love that. And like you said, that when that bank statement come out, that's, you know what I'm saying? That's like showing you, like, okay, right. this is what I okay. All right, we need to, we need to go out on dates more because we don't we don't talk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. the thing. We're not we're not talking. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I don't check in enough. There you go. I don't know what's going on enough. That's it. I love that. Date your money. So everybody that's listening this year, everyone, we are going to date our money. Another thing about your book that I I absolutely love is that you have affirmations in here, and you also mm-hmm. have an action plan. And yeah. you don't really see that with a lot of books on finances. They don't really have number one affirmations and action plans to go along with the affirmation. So I really do love that about your book. Well, for, I guess first let our listeners know because this is Macchiato's music and the scriptures, and you are a believer. Yeah. You no, know, you and your wife do serve in the church. So can you tell us a little bit about, I guess, your 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 financial background? So I know you have an MBA. Can you mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about what made you pursue that? What made you go after that? Is it, is, you know, I know you talk a little bit. I'm, I don't want to give the book away. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But I know in the first chapter, you do talk a little bit about your, your stepfather, I believe. And, you know, right. and he kind of taught you some concepts of things to do and what not to do. So what made you want to pursue a degree um, in finances or dealt with finances? Uh, well, what led me to finances? It was a, it was a bit of a, a roundabout way. Mm-hmm. that led me into finances originally i had aspirations of being a professional baseball player mm-hmm. and i had played baseball for so many years and but uh during my time uh my last few years of high school mm-hmm. uh i met my wife mm-hmm. and we were uh going to uh, she introduced me to her mom who was an accountant at the time oh. now she was an accountant for the cardinals uh, okay, so big, big time account. <laughs> <laughs> and I was looking at that like, you know, you can do something like this for sports, yeah. baseball, organization. You know? Yeah, you know. So, so from that standpoint, that was the introduction to accounting from a uh, athletic perspective. Uh-huh. And when I was considering my interest, I was uh, always really interested in math. Okay. And one of my mentors had uh, advised me to take advanced math courses uh, in order to see if I was truly into it. And mm-hmm. after doing such thing, I realized that I was not. Okay. <laughs> I was not all the way like a math person, but mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to attend the HBCU uh, at Chicago State University. All right. One of my, uh, so I, I initially believed uh, and selected accounting as my background because of that that introduction with my wife's mom. But uh, I, I met a, um, a tax accountant who was my professor there. Mm-hmm. And he communicated to us the importance of understanding how to 
apply finances from an entrepreneurial standpoint. And he was a tax accountant and he was an attorney. Mm. And his uh, his course, uh, at the introduction of his course, he communicated that by the time we leave the course, we should be able to leave the class and start our own business uh, consulting in taxes and finance. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, you know, of course, being young and yeah. having an opportunity to go to his home and things like that, I saw how he was living. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> he had some action behind <laughs> so, what he was saying. So yeah, evidence yeah. So that's inspiration as well, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, just having that moment to have uh, good mentors around me and then to see that it really was an area of interest. Mm-hmm. And as I got older into the field of finance, I saw that it was an opportunity for me to assist people mm-hmm. uh, to, you know, really help. And to, um, for me, it was more like ministry mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, um, uh, not necessarily healing, but healing yeah. finance. Right, right, right. And I got you. Kind of uh, navigate through those situations. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just my way of serving yeah. uh, after a while, you know. So that, mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of how I got into it. But one thing I do want to mention, though, because mm-hmm. you mentioned about the stories that I tell. So I, uh, the, the way I communicate the book, the way I wrote the book is mm-hmm. I communicate concepts associated with finance, and then I provide experiences based on things that I've either seen or experienced personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one mm-hmm. of the early experiences that I had was with my stepfather, and it was a situation where he communicated about um, kind of being cheap. You know, okay. in so many ways, yeah. just being cheap and, and not really considering value and quality and things of that nature. And I and in the book, I talk about the lesson I learned from that. that not good. just from the standpoint of understanding quality over uh, price, mm-hmm. but also understanding how some of the lessons that we learn financially are some things that are, have been communicated. Uh, intentionally mm-hmm. and unintentionally mm-hmm. by parents and individuals who were we, who we were raised under, yeah. you know, and sometimes those concepts and ideas that we were raised in mm-hmm. create generational mindsets that we have to reset mm-hmm. in order to adjust and to uh, be on a better footing financially for our future. Do, do you think? And I mean, I don't mean to cut you off, but do you do you oh, believe that, um, or is it hard for financial mindsets to be changed when you grew up seeing maybe you grew up seeing your father buy everything with credit cards and he was always Mm -hmm. in debt and then you grow up and you kind of develop and start at that same pattern do you think habits like that are hard to break Hey there, I'm Sarah Rosina, and I'm your host, along with my co-host, Sean Blackshear of What's Your Take Media Podcast. Hey, do you love movies? I know I do. I'm actually like a movie nerd. I'm always bringing up movie lines with my friends, connecting other actors with other actors, and I consider myself kind of like a movie critic. So much so, I decided to create a podcast dedicated to the movies and television shows you and I love. My co-host, Sean, and I will be critiquing new and classic movies and television shows from all over the world. Subscribe today to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Go ahead. Make my day. Get connected to the word on a whole nother level. Listen 
to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures podcast with Martinez. Like, are they hard to um, break, or does you think it just takes a decision? Like, what would you recommend of someone that's listening right now that struggles with that? Like, man, I really have a, a strong poverty mindset, and they identify, and they have identified where the mindset came from, but they are having issues with coming breaking that cycle. Like, what do you recommend? Yeah, you know, I think uh, that was something I really considered. And which is why I put those affirmations in there, mm-hmm. because I believe that it starts with the mind. Mm-hmm. You know, once you've identified where those um, uh, money blocks and those mindsets have come from, mm-hmm. then you have to start reinforcing new ideas. Yeah. And uh, that's what those, where those affirmations come into play. And it takes intention. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just say okay i see what's going on now i'm just going to change it yeah you have to really be intentional about redirecting your mindset mm. and renewing your mind yeah and and straightening out your path mm. and not allowing your history to define your future That's you cool. know so it takes intention intention absolutely i love that not allowing your history to define your future and so many people do right. that i mean people do that even as i said earlier even when it comes to eating you know our eating habits um Right. Um, you know, just eating unhealthy and then we just develop an unhealthy lifestyle. Then that carries down to our kids. So I think it all kind of parallels. It's kind of the same when it comes to finances and money. And that's why I made mention to that mention of that, because that's what people want to get done. But yeah. like you said, it does start with the mindset. And I know you talk a lot about it in, the, in your uh, almost in the Bible, but you use references to the <laughs> scripture about renewing your mind. So basically what you're saying is you need to renew your mind where money is concerned. You know, yeah. So what you, yeah. what you, how you've always thought about money, you know, years past, you need to change that mindset, and if you want to ultimately change your life, so I do like yeah. that, and that is true. Yeah. And I agree one hundred percent. So this book, I believe, it, it is so essential. Again, we are talking to Patrick Howard, and he is the author of Money Loves Attention: Lessons on Financial Freedom and How to Avoid a Toxic Relationship with money and since we are in a new year if you could if you don't mind you being a professional uh, accountant give me if you can think of any give me a misconception people have about money you can just give me one Uh, if you have one one misconception about money that people have uh one misconception that people have about money uh i would say one misconception that people have about money is that it's hard to get Mm. you know a lot of times people feel that money is hard it's Mm. hard to attain it's hard to keep you know and because they feel that way Uh it becomes hard hard. yeah it it becomes hard yeah and 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 that's uh, i believe that um life situations are reflective a reflection of what they believe Mm. you know so when you operate in such a way where it's a challenge for you to uh, hold on to money where you feel like it's hard to get mm-hmm. then it makes it even harder to do so mm-hmm. you know um, I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions and it's not to say oh well everybody will be uh, millionaires billionaires and all of that stuff mm-hmm. but there's a level of security and contentment that can come from you understanding what you truly desire in your life and the money to get what you truly desire which will bring you peace is not as hard as people would think mm. yeah that's good because a lot of people do think that they think that you know 
um, you know, you hear the term the half and the have nots. And some people always mm-hmm. feel like, well, you know, they have and I don't have. And all I know is this. And I don't see how I can inquire anymore. But like you said, it's a mindset. Change your mindset. Get, get out of the mindset of money is hard to get. And like you said, the affirmation, right. one affirmation can be, hey, uh, I believe that money is easily attainable for me. You know, that, that's just off the cuff yeah. right there. See you know what I'm saying? I yeah. just thought, you know, what money flows to me easily and effortlessly. There you go. Money. I am a to... magnet for money. There it is. Look at them affirmations. <laughs> so, and I love that. And those are all throughout this book. So next, what I, what I would like to ask you is that give us the listeners, give us some financial tips. For the new year like how can we set this new year off right so people listen to this interview they're gonna you know grab the book uh they're jotting down some notes as we're talking now so as people are listening what financial tips could you give us for the new year you know it could be just uh, be a couple like what just to start us off right for the new year what would you recommend us doing yeah uh, just to start you know uh it, it takes me back to the chapter about dating your money mm-hmm. i think it's important to have a budget mm-hmm. to create a budget so that you can be fully aware of how your money is being spent this year. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely going forward. That way, if you have an idea of where you desire to be and you know where you're starting, you know how to create the steps in between mm-hmm. so that you can get where you desire to be. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You know, another tip that I like to provide individuals is, you know, as much as it can be a daunting task to try to figure out you know oh i don't have this or i don't have that mm-hmm. uh i say take opportunity to do things that you enjoy mm-hmm. because it's not life is not just supposed to be about us working to get money without the enjoyment of what it can be used for mm-hmm. working so bills. Take, yep. yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. take some time out to uh, do things that you enjoy and include that into your budget Mm-hmm. You know, oftentimes people create budgets based on bills and they don't create a budget that includes things that they enjoy or entertainment. They do those things, but those are always things that are unbudgeted but, yeah. that they look back at and be like, oh, man, dang, I, I, I did too much mm-hmm. or I did this. You know, but if you incorporate that into your planning, you can make sure that you're not only just taking care of your responsibilities, but you're taking care of yourself, mm-hmm. you know, with the resources that you have as well. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. So create a budget, ladies and gentlemen. And one thing you said in your book, too, is that you didn't just say create it. You say implement it because that's what you know, one thing to create. But it's another thing to implement the budget that you created. And I think myself included, I've done it in the past where, you know, I say, okay, I want to get this together. I want to pay this off. And you write it down and like all of us we get overly zealous and we buy fresh notebooks that say the new year <laughs> on the front and we got a new fresh pen and we doing all these notes and when you know two weeks later we're like what happened to the budget and next thing oh, you right. know like, yeah, i can't i can't do this budget you know it's too much but yeah we have to implement the budget and one thing about a budget is that you also in this book you offer a template in the back mm-hmm. so i do yeah. love the fact so if you for everyone that's going to get this book uh, he does have a uh, budget template in the back just to help yeah. you get started. And I appreciate right. that. And that's where those dates come into play, too. Mm-hmm. You know, because it can be easy to create the budget yeah. in, in just one time. But if you don't put something on your schedule to yeah. go back to it, mm-hmm. to reflect on what actually occurred, mm-hmm. then you just did it and, and you can kind of fall off it. Yeah. But, you know, that's why you put that date. Put that date in your calendar. Yeah. That's it. That, so that means you gonna have a talk on the twenty first. Yeah, I'm gonna check, check it out. Yeah, I love that. 
Date your money. That's a T-shirt. Yeah. You didn't put that on a T-shirt. Date your money. <laughs> I love it. I love right. it. Right. And um, so creating a budget to get started for the new year. That mm-hmm. is uh, definitely love that financial tip. People may think it is um, easy. Oh, I know to create a budget, but no, you don't. Because if you do, then you would have did it already. So create right. the budget, implement the budget, and stick to it. And pray, of course. Uh, ask the Lord to help you to to stick with the plan. Um, because mm-hmm. we can't do it without the Lord's help, especially if we know if it's been a stronghold all of our lives. We can't, you know, been having issues with money is concerned. You need to allow the Lord to, to help guide you as far as planning is concerned. Because the scripture does say that a man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. The revelation from that scripture is that if you don't make a plan, how can the Lord guide your steps? So by mm-hmm. you implementing a plan, whatever it is, financial plan, fitness plan, spiritual plan, whatever the plan is, if you plan your way the lord will direct your steps so we want the lord to direct our steps in this upcoming year and speaking of this year we are also uh would you say we in tax season is it is it now are we close to it it? (laughs) so yeah we close to it in a couple weeks we'll be in the the thick of it so if you can you know what are some some tax tips that you can give us that we can start preparing for as because i know that you you help small businesses and you also help individuals what could you what could we do individually to prepare for tax season uh so for the most the most common thing that we can do now to prepare is to understand the documentation that we need mm-hmm. you know over the past year they were giving out stimulus payments they were yep. giving out child tax credit and uh two things occurred individuals opted out of it some people collect the checks because they didn't know how to opt out it yeah. out of it even if they wanted to yeah uh, so what the irs is doing this year they're providing a document that gives a summary of all the uh payments that were sent to individuals uh from a child tax credit perspective mm-hmm. and it has a total of uh the payments that they sent mm-hmm. uh i would say the best thing to do is to ensure when you receive documents, whether it's from the IRS or your W-2s or any other documents you use for tax preparation, check those numbers because people make mistakes. Mm. You know, the IRS isn't exempt from making mistakes yeah. either. Yeah. You know, check those documents, match them up with um, deposits and things of, of that nature so that you can be sure that what's being reported on those documents is the same thing that you receive. So that when it comes time for you to file your taxes, and you're providing that documentation to the tax professional who's helping you with, or you're doing it yourself, whatever way yeah, you're doing. Right, right. Uh, you're not missing any information, or you're not missing out on any uh, additional deductions, mm-hmm. because for individuals who opted out of receiving that child tax credit, they're allowed to receive that what people received in installments on their tax return. Right. So you're entitled to those funds as well. So you don't want to miss out on any opportunity to collect resources that yeah. could help you. Uh, you know, reestablish your finances if that's what you're trying to do or right. help you plan a special right. getaway. Right. You know, uh, <laughs> that you want to exactly. go on to. Exactly. You know. So for uh, the yeah. so for the people who did receive the child tax credit, so mm-hmm. does that mean that they will not receive a a, a child tax, um any child tax, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um I guess credit. I guess I'm looking for yeah, your taxes. Like, do they give that they give those individuals all that they're going to get, or can no, you still so, get some? I guess of it. Some of it. Yeah. So the payments that were sent out were half mm-hmm. of the credit. Okay. Uh, they started roughly midway through the year, 
I think that was a hiccup maybe September, October, where they had to reestablish calculations and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Uh, So for the most part, they only paid out half of the credit. So half of the credit that was refundable will be excluded on your tax return. The other half you're still entitled to. Mm -hmm. So um, when you file your return, you'll see that that a portion of that credit will will fall off and the other half will be attributed to you on a on a refund you know basis based off your children okay another question too that just came to mind because i was told and i was reading some things about cash app you know a lot of people Uh do hair in the kitchen you know what i'm saying people do a lot of business in the kitchen they say well just send it to me through cash app i was told that money now is going to be taxed Uh, i guess if you make a have made over 500 dollars or something like that or if someone so, so so are you familiar with that have you heard about that uh, I haven't heard that directly. So I know that there's a tax rule for independent um, entrepreneurs or uh, contract labor where you get a 1099K for uh, uh, income that you've earned through third-party apps such as uh, Cash App or PayPal okay. or things of that. Those companies automatically generate that tax form for, form for you but they have a criteria for those third parties that say that if you meet a certain threshold, uh, then they will provide that document to you. But I'm not sure exactly about the $500 rule. Yeah, I think uh, I think I was told because it was it was hard. I, I guess I, maybe I wasn't hearing correctly. So I'm thinking like even if it wasn't business, if someone just sent me, if it was a gift, sent me five, you know, $600 for whatever, but it was a gift. I was told that you have to pay taxes on that. Well, that's not true. But okay. For gifts. Okay. But for the gifts. thing is, how would you identify it as a gift? Would you have to type that in the notes on Cash App? You think? Like that's. <laughs> yeah, I guess that was yeah, the it, issue that people were like, "Well, how can how can you identify?" Yeah. That? How do you distinguish between the two? Yeah. You know, I think it's it's about keeping records mm-hmm. and things like that, of that nature. Because okay. ultimately. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the IRS comes knocking at your door, if they come knocking at your door, you want to have the support to say that this mm-hmm. is what I reported it as. Yeah. You know, so uh, when you make, from an independent contractor standpoint, when you make over $600, then you're required to report it as a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those individuals are required to get, uh, receive 1099 statements anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if they meet certain criteria as a business or, you know, if they're independent or things of that nature. So it, yeah. it's a few other rules yeah. attached to it. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, the tax rules say it's the responsibility of the individual who receives those funds mm-hmm. to report they receive them. You, you know, that? Yeah, but it's up to them to do yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I heard that report everything. We listen in 2022. I want everyone we're going to do it. We're going to do everything by the book. All right, we want to yeah. do it legally. If you want the Lord to bless you, just do it right. We want to do what's right. We don't want to do anything underhanded. And, and then, you know, well, I got away with it, you know, and then yeah. God allowed you to get away with it for five years. And that sixth year, sixth year come and then the IRS come knocking and you owe us, you know, $400,000. Like, wait, what? And, and that's what? how they do, too. Yeah. They don't come at you right away. They wait a few years. Yeah. And then, yeah. then they get you. Yeah, they let you go ahead. Yeah, they let you. So, yeah, you're right. Now, I want to ask you some other thing because I know people have questions about this because, you know, you know, so much was going on as far as stimulus checks is concerned. So answer this. Do you have to pay back that stimulus check money? No, 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 you don't. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. I've been hearing all types of stuff. People say, well, you know, you got to pay that money back. The government, you know, da, 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 da. So you do not. So if I'm hearing you correctly, you do not have to pay back the stimulus money. You do not. And for individuals who didn't receive it, that's 
similar to the child tax credit, those are stimuluses that they were giving out to individuals based on income. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't receive a check and you're entitled to one, there's a question on your tax return that allows you to state whether you receive it or not so that you can receive it as a part of your refund on your tax return. Mm, there you go. So how can people with small businesses prepare for this upcoming tax season? One thing that I think is key, uh, well, it's two things. One, I think it's important to have your books being kept. You know, whether it's a bookkeeper or you're using Excel or something like that, or even if you're using a notebook and, and, and writing school. it in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever the case may be, I think it's important to use it. And um, consider what you have been doing over the course of the year because there are so many opportunities for business owners to write off uh, assets, property, things that they purchase for the business, um, classifications of assets and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, I think it's really key for business owners if they aren't truly abreast on accounting practices and procedures to speak with an accountant or some type of consultant mm-hmm. to get advice on on uh, business, what they've been doing throughout the year with their business mm-hmm. and how they can uh, maximize their savings on their tax returns because you don't want to leave any money on the table. Absolutely. And businesses have so many opportunities to either deduct something or write off something, you know, um, one of the things that I know that changed recently is even uh, how meals are accounted for. I just want to um, ask you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, previously meals were uh, deductible at a rate of 50%, but with the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, there was an increase to allow business meals to be written off at 100%. So mm-hmm. uh, making sure that individuals are aware of that as well now. Some of these things occur in tax software where it helps you. Mm -hmm. But if you get on a software in which I've seen this, uh, even over the course of last year, taxes change so quickly Mm -hmm. um, that individuals may be reporting their tax returns and the software may not even be up to date. So just making sure that you're paying attention to how things are being calculated. You're not over uh, deducting or under deducting mm-hmm. so that you can get all of the credits that, that you're entitled to. Man, that's good. And that's really good, especially for people like myself who've been in business for a little over a year, going on two years, and mm-hmm. want to make sure things are together. So for everyone that's listening that have been enjoying our conversation, um, they like your spirit, they like your, your mindset and where you're at. If people wanted to get in contact with you as, as far as accounting services, and things of that nature. Nature. How can they get in contact with you? Uh, as far as accounting services and things of that nature, you can go to moneylovesattention.com. Okay. Uh, it, it highlights the book, but you can also send me a message directly there, as well as LinkedIn. I'm a LinkedIn person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Patrick A. Howard on LinkedIn. Hit him up on LinkedIn to send him a message. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can send me a message on LinkedIn. I'm also on social media, uh, other social media sites, but, um, you know, I have so many different names on these sites. Yeah, I understand. Uh, but, <laughs> so, but, but the main prep, I guess the main area you want people to go to is moneylovesattention.com. Yes. That Money is a, loves attention.com. moneylovesattention.com. You can also pick up a copy 
of the book money loves attention you can pick it up on the website is it available on amazon as well are there any other outlets where the book is available yes it's available on amazon uh the book is nine chapters it's an easy read i consider it an easy read um it's, it's really really good ladies and gentlemen again nine chapters money loves attention lessons on financial freedom and how to avoid a toxic relationship with money. My guest today was Patrick A. Howard, who has a master's of business administration. He's also an accounting expert. And a certified tax accountant. And a certified tax accountant. Yeah. So he covers covers it all. So he's going to help you get your money right. Again, if you want to get in contact with Patrick Howard, you can reach him at moneylovesattention.com. And also, like he said, LinkedIn is his thing. So you can you can reach reach him also on LinkedIn, Patrick A. Howard, right? On LinkedIn, yes. Patrick A. Howard on LinkedIn. So, uh, Patrick, again, I appreciate you for taking time out to talk with me and my listeners today and helping us get our money together. No problem. Anytime. Yes, sir. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, again, this has been Macchiato's Music and Descriptions, the first episode of the new year uh we're gonna be here as you know every sunday we are officially back i took a little break as you all know i was building up the podcast network uh make sure that you also subscribe to our podcast page on apple Podcasts, mms media podcast network and check out all the wonderful episodes that we produce for everyone that's listening again thank you for your love your support and your prayers of not only this podcast but also the podcast network and uh, remember these words from the book of Romans, chapter three, verse four, latter verse. Let God be true and every man be a liar. Until next time, I'm out.